When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the best damn movie-related show here on the internet. This show is, as always, for movie lovers unite, John DeGorio. And I just want to say it's an honor and privilege to be able to talk about movies in front of a virtual water cooler. And for today's podcast, I'm actually going to be talking about Christian Bale is actually in talks with Marvel for a Thor Love and Thunder. Then, Knives Out actually gets a sequel. Ryan Johnson's little dark comedy, whodunit movie, gets a sequel. And then I'm going to be talking about Seth Green's movie, which is actually a movie that he directed, wrote, and starred in. And I'm going to be talking about that. And then Joaquin Phoenix walks away with the Best Actor Award for The Joker. So we got that to cover. So let's go on ahead and talk about this other thing, too, that I wanted to talk about, which is the New Mutants trailer also dropped today. So I'm going to be talking about that as well. So, let's go on ahead and talk about Christian Bale's in talks with Marvel. So, as I mentioned at the intro, that Christian Bale's in talks for Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder. And what I'm thinking is, he's going to be playing the character of Beta Ray Bill. Now, that's not set in in stone or anything like that. This is just me speculating, having a little bit of fun with it. And he's actually one of Thor's villains in this Marvel universe. And I think that... Having him in there would actually bring a lot more of a dangerous aspect to Thor and everything. Give him a new villain to actually play around with because now that Loki's dead, well, not dead, kind of dead, but not dead because of the fact of the events that happened in Endgame. He's still alive. He's even going to get his own Disney Plus TV show. But anyways, I think it would give him a new villain to actually come across and actually, too, I think Christian Bale would be perfect for Beta Ray Bill. Because of the fact that I think he can actually give those layers to the character that that character actually deserves. And I think that Beta Ray Bill would be a perfect aspect to it uh, and everything too. But here's what I'm thinking too. Is the fact that I think they're going to use the 2010 version of Beta Ray Bill versus the 1980s Beta Ray Bill or the 1990s Beta Ray Bill. Because here's the thing. this The events after Thanos, there's a lot that actually happens after they wind up taking down Thanos, and I think that this actually has a lot to do with Beta Ray Bill, because Beta Ray Bill joins Nova, which is a group of traveling, uh, that travel across the fault and into the Caniverse. Bill is recruited by Cosmo to join the Annihilators. If you don't know who what the Annihilators are, they're actually the base, basically the new version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, so maybe we might actually see some type of tip of the hat to the new uh, version of what Guardians of the Galaxy is. But I think that we might actually get to see that. And then, of course, the Annihilators defend uh, Gladdor and the Dire Rates, resulting in a peace between the two groups who have been at war for generations. Later, when trying to end a conflict between wearing factions of the universe tr- crutch of tr- truth, the Annihilators are transported to a church based on Earth and come into conflict with the Avengers. So we could actually have a new story arc if they go about this the right way, where we can actually have some type of build up towards Beta Ray Bill taking down these Avengers and everything else 
and having the new Avengers in this whole entire setup. Because who knows what actually happened after the events of Thanos. There could be a lot more portals opened up. There could also be the whole entire thing with WandaVision opening portals for other mutants to actually come in place. Who knows? This is going to be an extended world within the MCU itself. I think it would be actually pretty cool. And this is also during the death of the Inhumans. Even though we haven't been introduced into the Inhumans world within the MCU. But we actually were introduced into the new uh, into the Inhumans when you're dealing with the TV show and stuff like that. Which is also, like I said, part of the miniseries. It's also a miniseries. And surviving Inhuman royal family members ask for Beta Ray Bill to help to confront the Kree and their super inhuman Vox, as well as rescuing Black Bolt from them. Beta Ray Bill agree to help them when they reach the location where Black Bolt is being attacked by Vox. Beta Ray Bill helps Black Bolt and takes down Vox, who is re- revealed to be a brainwashed Maximus. He and the inhuman royal family witness something on the Vox, costume teleport crystal away while also killing Maximus. And then, of course, we also have the thing with Thor, where he winds up becoming unworthy of Manor after Nick Fury whispered a secret to him. Thor spent months drinking, which we actually saw those kind of events already happen within Endgame. And then also, too, Thor also gets his hammer back because it was actually destroyed by Hela in the MCU. So my thing is, maybe he might become unworthy of his hammer to the point where he actually has to make Stormbreaker. Well, don't forget we also have Stormbreaker, but maybe something else within Stormbreaker itself. Because it didn't actually capture what was actually happening with Stormbreaker at all. But when Thor becomes unworthy, a man or after Nick Fury whispers a secret to him, Thor spent months drinking and fighting to avoid thinking about his loss. Bill eventually came to visit Thor, now calling himself Odinish. Odison. And offered his old friend Stormbreaker instead, only for Odison and Bill to be captured by the Collector as they examine the remains of Asgard with the hammer of an alternate version of Thor. So, my thing is, maybe they actually have the Collector back in this thing again. And I know Asgard is actually destroyed, so maybe there might be an actual another version of Asgard, which we actually saw on Earth, where they actually do build another a- version of Asgard on Earth. So maybe we can actually have it to where Asgard's in danger, this version of Asgard's actually in danger, and now they're actually having to gather up and actually fight. So that might actually be something that might actually work. So I think that having him in there would actually be beneficial towards... Uh, Thor, and not only that, but I could even hear Christian Bale going, Where is he? Where's Thor? Doing my little Batman raspy voice, raspy voice, and everything, which I haven't done in a long time. But I can just see, I can just picture him as Beta Ray Bill. I can just picture him giving him the layers that he actually needs to go on. But, anyways. That's what I think that's actually going to happen with this Thor Love and Thunder, even though Jane's coming back. And, you know, I'm not really a fan of the Jane character and the way that they actually perceive Jane at all. I really didn't like the... I never really felt the connectivity with Jane and Thor. But, you know, if that's what they're going to give us, that's what they're going to give us. I'm not going to complain about it anymore. I'm just going to go on ahead and and try and enjoy this movie as much as I can whenever it does come out. So... 
Tell me what you guys think. Do you like the idea of Beta Ray Bill being played by Christian Bill if that's, in fact, who he's going to be playing? Because, like I said, this is me speculating. This is just me just wondering the possibilities of what character that I think he might be playing. But he could be playing a different character altogether. But that's just my thoughts on it. Tell me what you guys think. I'm going to actually have in the descriptions where you can actually send in a voicemail message and tell me what you guys think about it. But for me, Bay Ray Bill needs to be introduced into the MCU. I think Christian Bale would be a dope, a great um, actor to actually play Bay Ray Bill. So, tell me what you guys think. Now, I'm going to be dropping down to Knives Out. And it was announced today that Knives Out is actually going to be getting a sequel. And get this, I haven't seen Knives Out. I don't know if this movie's any good or not. But I do know that it has that clue kind of flavor to it, dark humor, and it also has like a whodunit, and it also has a one-room type of setting where you're trying to figure out who killed somebody and stuff like that. And you also have a detective that's in it as well that's actually played by Daniel Craig, and Daniel Craig has to investigate each person inside the house and everything and figure out who killed this person. Now... What I liked about this is, it's a Ryan Johnson film. So that tells me right there that the backlash with the Star Wars fans, people still went out and saw a Ryan Johnson film, which is something that I'm actually happy that they actually did and supported Ryan Johnson, despite the film that he actually made for The Last Jedi. People didn't really like it. I liked aspects of The Last Jedi, but I didn't love it as a whole. But, you know... I will always call The Last Jedi a Star Wars fan movie made by a Star Wars fan. So that's basically what we got from that type of movie. But Ryan Johnson and everything, I think that people forgave him for The Last Jedi. Some people actually did and went out and went and saw this movie. And you can't go wrong with $130.3 million with a $40 million budget. That's actually impressive. And it's actually impressive enough to where they want to make a second movie out of it. And this time they wanted to focus mostly on Daniel Craig's character, which is the detective. And then you also have Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. You have Chris Evans, Daniel, like I said before, Daniel Craig. You have a well-suited cast. And it blew the box office away in November. And here's the thing. I, this movie wasn't even on my radar to go out and see or anything like that. I'm like, I'll catch this on Redbox. I'd rather go see Dr. Sleep then go ahead and see this movie. It's not the fact that it was a Ryan Johnson movie. It wasn't the fact that I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis or Daniel Craig or anything like that. And the trailers just didn't sell me to the point where I'm like, I have to go out and see this today. And that's why I didn't go out and see it because the trailers didn't really sell me on anything. I didn't really laugh at any of the humor or anything like that other than uh, Chris Evans flipping people off, which I haven't seen Chris Evans in that type of level since The Losers, which I loved him in The Losers. So I like to actually see him in more movies like that. But other than that, though, I really have to say that, you know, I'm excited that they're making another Knives Out movie, even though that is not a movie particularly for me. Maybe after I see the very first movie, maybe I might actually be excited because there's a Knives Out movie but for me personally, right now, I'm not I'm not that excited to actually see a Knives Out sequel. But I'm happy for people that are actually wanting to see the, another movie. Especially with the success that Ryan Johnson had with 
the very first Knives Out movie. So, with that being said, let me go on ahead and drop down to the New Mutants trailer. So, I, what I did was, and this is what I just did recently. I watched the trailer that was released by Fox a couple of years ago. Then I went on ahead and rewatched the trailer that they released today. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not that excited about seeing a New Mutants movie at all, which is a, actually a reintroduction to the new version of what the X-Men are. And these are actually the new mutants that actually take spots of Wolverine, Storm, and all that. But what sold me on the very first trailer, what sold me on the plot when Fox had their hands in it before it got taken over by, oh boy, Mickey Mouse, before Mickey Mouse, um, before it got taken over by him, what made me excited was the fact that it was going to be a horror type of movie. It was going to be a horror type flavor that we haven't seen before. It was also going to be focused on suspense and maybe have a little bit of gore in it to actually add in with some of the horror effects as well. And here's the thing. Like I mentioned last night, I don't mind gore as long as it's there for a purpose. So if it's there for a purpose and just not for gore fest, I'm fine with it. But, you know, I like the fact that they actually had... Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. The Wall is actually one of my favorite uh, albums from Pink Floyd besides Dark Side of the Moon. But I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I I really have to say that the original trailer and everything sold me back then. Now I go back and watch this new trailer. And you can definitely tell that they reshot a lot of stuff and things like that. But they Disney did, in fact, keep it on the same level as what Fox was actually doing, which is a plus. Because I was afraid that they were going to make it a lot more a lighter tone movie rather than make something that was horror-related and have that horror flavor to it, which is something that I really want. And they actually kept, of course, the wall, um, another brick in the wall in that in this trailer. And then also, too, we actually have the introduction to each character. It's actually more focused on the characters, which is something that I really liked with this new trailer. Because with the first trailer, it didn't really give us the characters. All they gave us was what the tone of the movie was going to be and what they were trying to go for. And then what Disney and uh, 20th Century Fox did was, because the reason why I said Disney with 20th Century Fox is because now Disney has their hands in the cookie jar where Fox had their hands in, and they're, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with this new Mutants movie. And they actually kept the tone the same based off the trailer. They kept everything alive that, we, that you were sold on from the very first trailer. So that was another positive aspect. And then you also have, like I mentioned, the another brick in the wall. Then also, too, we have the character buildup of each character on who the characters are. Then we actually have the plot of what this movie's going to be about, where you actually have these characters that's in the school that's supposed to help them with their superpowers, but instead they're actually inflicting fear, which is most of their fear, whatever they fear, and turning it in actually killing mutants rather than helping them so i like that aspect to it it actually has a kind of like a house on a haunted hill kind of vibe to it and i have to say i was actually i'm actually sold on that aspect of where you have these mutants that actually has to team up 
with each other that don't they don't know each other from Adam and here they are they actually have to team up to take down these team of doctors so they, they so that they can escape the school so I like that aspect but here's another thing too and this is also why I'm basically not sold per se it's because of the fact of how long it has actually been since we saw the very first trailer to New Mutants. Then also too, where Disney didn't even exactly know what they wanted to do with this movie at all. That's another thing that makes me skeptical about it. And then the trailer, I'm going to be honest with you. They put together a good trailer and everything. But for right now and everything, I'm just going to put myself to the side and see what else they're going to do with the next trailer if the next trailer is a little bit more of on the light side of things that's how i'm going to know that maybe they're playing around with the tone but right now they're keeping the tone the same they're keeping everything the same and giving you the same type of build-up that we actually got from the very first trailer so as for the trailer itself it sold me in a way but I'm also on the fence where I'm kind of skeptical because of how long it's actually been since we actually saw a New Mutants movie uh, movie trailer. So, there's that aspect as well. And now I'm going to talk about Changeland. Now, Changeland is directed, like I mentioned before, by Seth Green. And it's also written by Seth Green. And it also stars Seth Green. And I like Seth Green as an actor. I've always liked him as an actor. Ever since I saw, first saw him... And Austin Powers. And not only that, but he was even in a commercial where he goes, cha-ching. I loved that commercial with him in it. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know he was the cha-ching guy until I started going through uh, 90s TV commercials and stuff like that. But, you know, what sold me on me watching this movie was the fact that you know, he was actually in an interview with Collider Live at the time, which Collider Live is no longer Collider Live anymore. It's now SCN Podcast. But what made me get sold on this whole entire idea was the way that Seth Green was actually explaining what the plot was about. And that's what made me sold on it. And, you know, it's about this troubled man who goes through a personal crisis and he meets up with his estranged friend in Thailand. And it's got... The guy from Road Trip in this movie, too. And that guy and everything is in this movie. And he plays his best friend. And I have to say, the chemistry between the both of them is really good. And everything else. But, and and get this, it actually has Macaulay Culkin. And has, um, it even has one of the ex, uh, Randy Gortura in this movie. No, Randy Orton, my bad. But it has Randy Orton in it. And, you know... What made me, like I said before, what made me get sold on this movie was the fact the way he was describing the characters and the way that they actually feel real because it's actually real life situations that people actually go through. And plus, I was actually going through some rough times and everything else. So I'm like, okay, this is a movie that I actually want to see. And the crisis that, he, that is actually going on with Seth Green is his wife's cheating on him, so he goes off to Thailand. And his friend is right there next to him and trying to help him figure out what he's going to do next. And here's the thing. Thailand is a beautiful country. It really is. It has and gets this beautiful culture, beautiful scenery and everything else. But that's all we get from this movie. It's like I feel like I was on a tour guide 
rather than rather than being invested in the characters itself. It's like, okay, they're going to this island, they're going to that island, he works as a Buddha, then he goes off to another island, and the movie wraps up. And I'm like, okay, so what is he going to do about this situation when he gets back into the States? Is he going to take his lying, cheating wife back, or is he going to divorce her? There was no layers to this character. Basically, you, what you see is what you got. There's a few funny moments in the movie itself. And there's also a moment where Seth Green actually does have no dialogue. And he's just sitting there in a daze. And you can actually tell that he's actually hurt. And I like the fact that they actually have that in the movie. But, come on. In an hour and some more minutes of this movie and everything... I'm I'm wanting to see some type of transformation, some type of thing to where I want where Seth is actually going to make a decision on if he's going to keep his wife or not. And for me, it just felt flat. The humor works here and there, and then also too, what else I have to say that I liked about it was, you know, how many of us actually do checklists to make sure that we actually have the right person that we want to be with. And the fact is, he actually marked off every single thing on his checklist that actually told him that he actually loved this person. And this person winded up doing it to doing this to him. Now he's stuck in a rock and a hard place because he doesn't know what he wants to do. And he's in this whole entire dilemma the whole entire time. And, you know, like I said, it's not one of those movies that is power-driven or heartwarming or anything like that. What you see is what you get. And his characters have one-layer characters. And I really didn't care for this movie like I wanted to. The way that he described everything in the interview just didn't sell me on it as a movie and everything. But as he described and everything was what sold me. And I, as a matter of fact, if you want to check out this movie, you can actually check this out on Hulu. And I wasn't even sure that this movie was actually available on Hulu, so I just typed it in and there it was. So check that out if you actually are interested in seeing The Changeland. And it's actually Changeland, which is one word, not two words. Anyway, so now we have one more topic that I want to talk about. And that is, Walking Phoenix walks away with the Golden Globe for Best Actor. Bravo. Bravo. And I don't mean to beat a dead horse to death, but what... Joaquin Phoenix has done in his past films to where he is now. This guy is just phenomenal with his acting. He's gotten better with his acting. I really enjoyed him in The Joker. I actually felt creepy from him. I actually felt suspense. I felt my jaw dropping and a couple of scenes that was actually kind of graphic. The way he actually delivered the lines, the way he acted was very Joker-like. And this is a perfect Elseworld Joker. You cannot go wrong with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. This was one of my favorite movies of 2019 that came out in October. And I still don't regret seeing this movie twice. Because this is just one of those movies that you have to see at least two times in theaters to actually know what's going on. Or if you miss something the very first time. Because of the plot twist at the very end of the movie. Because it leaves you wondering. And then of course... You know, there's other movies that he's played in Lab 49. You have The Village, which was the very first time I actually saw Joaquin Phoenix in any movie was The Village. 
Then he was actually in this other movie with him and Mark Wahlberg in it, where they both play brothers, and they're and the brother is a cop, and he winds up being a club club owner who is also uh, running stuff for the mob and stuff like that. So it was actually kind of different to actually see him on that kind of level. And then you also had him, of course, Johnny Cash, Walk the Line. This guy is just a great actor. And as a matter of fact, I remember in an interview whenever he said that he doesn't go back and look at his movies or anything like that because he's very critical towards his own self when he's watching other movies. And as a matter of fact, like I said before with the whole Adam Driver issue was the fact that you know, he doesn't go and watch his performance as well because I believe that we're all our own worst critics where we're going to be criticizing our own self, our own work. And as a matter of fact, I don't even go back and listen to my own podcast because I'm so critical of my own stuff. And I'm like, well, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And then before you know it, I'm overanalyzing the whole entire thing to the point where I'm like, I need to go on ahead and probably redo this thing all over again. But for me... You know, I don't go on ahead and redo my podcast, just like how they don't go on ahead and try and recreate the whole entire movie again, because they feel like that they missed the marker on certain parts. Andrew Lincoln does it as well. He doesn't go back and rewatch any of his performances that he did in The Walking Dead at all, or anything like that, so I like that. I like that as well. Oh yeah, and then there's also, uh, let me go on ahead and drop into another little bit of movie news. We have Colin Farrell as the Penguin, playing and Matt Reeves the Batman. Now, after months of us not hearing anything or anything like that, we weren't even sure of what character he was going to play, and some of us was actually speculating, like I mentioned in my article that I've hacked out. Some of us was actually thinking maybe he might be playing the Riddler, maybe he might be playing Penguin. Turns out he's playing Oswald Cobblepot, which is also the Penguin, and I think that Colin Farrell is a great actor. I think he's a really great actor who has grown as an actor who can show that he can actually perform with other actors and actresses and actually give certain uh, characters their layers that they actually deserve. And I think Colin Farrell's hands down one of the best actors working in the movie industry today. And some people, one person made a comment earlier saying, well, he's too skinny to be... Uh, the Penguin. Well, so was the guy who played the Penguin in Gotham. He was skinny as well. And the only reason why he was even called Penguin was because of his long feet. So maybe they might actually put a fat suit on him. There might be something that Matt Reeves is actually going to do with him and stuff like that. Don't forget, this movie's uh, shooting today. So there's a lot that they can actually do. And so, there's that. So, tell me what you guys think about... The news that I actually brought you with Christian Bale being in the MCU, might be in the MCU, Knives Out, having a sequel, Joaquin Phoenix is actually actually one best actor in the Golden Globes, and then you also have the Changeland review that I did, and also too, we have Colin Farrell as the Penguin now, joining the cast of the Batman, and I love the cast, I love the casting, for this movie. The only thing that I'm not actually sold on. Is Robert Pattinson still. But aside from that. Stellar cast. Matt Reeves did a really good job. Of recasting all these actors and actresses. To play these characters. So I can't wait until I see. This movie in its full entirety. So that's going to do it for me for tonight. Until next time. Bye bye.